With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to another episode of, um, well, I was going to say the award winning, but I don't think Chip Scoggins has <laughs> won awards yet, but it's just a matter of time. Kind of it's a trouble. You didn't get the plaque? Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. It was plastic, actually. It broke in the mail, and so I had to send it back. So uh, let's start off with uh, Gopher football, because yeah. that was, um, you know, I honestly thought on Friday... I was. I thought the Gophers would win, but I was not assuring. The only thing that I assured was I think it's blowout proof. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I picked them to win. I, I, I told you, I think on the air that I thought it was their time to kind of break through, mm-hmm. and clearly it's not. Uh, Wisconsin's a better team, played better. I don't think you could watch that game and think that Wisconsin's not the better team. They are, particularly along the two lines. I think that's where. It jumps out the most. Their offense and defensive lines just won their matchups, and it it was pretty uh, obvious. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to cover Rose Bowl. I mean, I've covered one Rose Bowl. It would have been great. It yeah. would have been great to see the Gophers get there in that story. I mean, we we root for good stories, and that would have been a hell of a story for after you know since 1962 and the team gets there. And so, yeah, it, it's funny the reaction, Judd. Um, and I, I wrote the column that the loss does not make the season a failure, but yep. it's definitely a buzzkill considering all that was at stake. And people are like, ah, oh, how can – there are people who said, how can you, you know, criticize this team? They went 10-2. and two. I'm like, you have to separate. You can say that this was a successful season, but it was not a special season. It was a really good season, but it wasn't a magical season, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they had a two-game lead in the West with three games to go with – to me, people will look at this Wisconsin game. The biggest regret should be the Iowa loss because I think you're a better. They're a better team than Iowa. They just played poorly, and you win that, you go into the Rose Bowl. Well, and the thing too is, for the people who say, "Well, it's still great," it's only great too if it continues to ascend. Now, well, that's the so thing, that, yeah. that's the other thing. There's the unknown here. We don't yep. we don't know where it's going. It looks like the program is on the right track. Uh, but yeah, when you have, you know, in retrospect now, how similar in some ways does Gopher football in 2019 feel to Twins 2019? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't begrudge any team for taking advantage of, of a bad schedule. The Vikings are actively doing that right now. Yep. The Vikings have not beaten a team, as we uh, record this podcast, above 500 mm-hmm. right now. So I don't begrudge that. But you're right. To take that next step and say, okay, now it's special. Something Not like yet. the Rose Bowl has to happen. Yeah, and and you know the the schedule was easy, but let's remember this program ain't exactly in position to take wins for granted. I mean, sure. When has Gophers ever thought, yeah, they can just they're they're so superior to Nebraska or Purdue or whoever? So and they were they were dominating those teams. So I think that's a sign of progress. I think getting to ten wins, beating Purdue. Was as a step, but it's a step by step thing, and they didn't take the ultimate step, and that would have been to either beat Iowa or beat Wisconsin. And you're up and by go. two going into the Iowa. I mean, so you had yeah, you had it's two not like you came down. It's not like you had to come down to that last game and be up against it. You had your chances, and you are it's correct. not like you had to beat Ohio State or Michigan, right? Yeah, and and Wisconsin obviously pummeled Michigan, but Michigan's better now than they were earlier in the year. But it's not like you're like. Okay, they had to beat Ohio State. I mean, that that Iowa game I felt was winnable, and they had a chance to win it as bad as they played. You know, if you make a couple catches, you're going to win that game probably. The crossing route to Tyler Johnson yeah. comes back as being a huge. I think even the Bateman drop changed drop. the course of that game yeah. earlier. In it. So, 
Um, but that's what I wrote today that there's definitely, and I've been, you know, I've been around this program forever, not forever, but almost two decades. Almost as long as Sid. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely. You missed the war math years. <laughs> <laughs> but you sure enjoyed Cal Stahl. Cal Stahl and those late night fireside chats with Cal in Iowa City back, back in the 70s. The heaters and, and right. wine going. And wine going. Um, but there's definitely more energy now around this program. Yes. When you look at just, and that includes facilities, recruiting. I think the the uh, administration's all in on this. When you look at what did they give PJ, you know they gave him the contract extension, um, a pretty significant raise, mm-hmm. and they gave a million dollars more for his assistant pool uh, money. I mean things like that. You, you have a good uh, recruiting budget now. You're fully staffed. I mean, you look at how many extra staff members they have now to when I was the beat writer when Mace was there it's just night and day and so mm-hmm. they're in the game in terms of being all in and in, in in terms of resources and commitment and so so that's that's in a good spot and I think PJ will, will continue to elevate recruiting and the thing is now mm-hmm. that his first couple of years he was just selling his vision and his you know here's my culture and row the bow and all that well, now you can sell 10-2. and two. Now you can sell game day. Now you can sell we were in the conversation for college football playoff. We didn't get it done. Right. But, you know, you can see the steps. You can sell Rashad Bateman to other wide receivers. You can sell your offense. So there's, he has more to sell now, I think, that are that's tangible versus here's my vision. So, Chip, we brought this up, I believe, after the Iowa game. But I'll go back at added added And you're a guy who's covered Fleck now for his entire time here mm-hmm. and has been around him quite a bit. Okay, the Wisconsin game again. There are game management. There are game management concerns there. For as much as as PJ talks about, well, he tries to accept blame, but then he doesn't really go into specific details Mm -hmm. of that blame. Um, But for a guy who preaches accountability, which to the players is absolutely fine in in college, that can that can work great. Um, Do you think though that he gets? that he gets the the shortcomings of his in-game coaching, you know, because that fourth and two is a ridiculous yeah, decision. Yeah, I, I hope like you he, can't get past – I can't get past that. Yeah, I hope he does because there's, there's things – he has undeniable strengths, right? The big picture, the oh, – everybody yeah, knows can, the strengths. Can recruit, yep. But I think – I mean, I hope he uh, learns and improves as a head coach. I mean, he's only been a head coach for, what, seven years? And he's, what, 39 and he's years 39, old? just turned 39 yeah. a couple weeks ago, so – He's not going to be a perfect head coach right now. I mean, he still has room to grow, and, and obviously they ran into a coaching staff that um, got the better of him Saturday. Oh, was it they, they from Paul Christ? It was. Paul Christ is a very a good play caller. And um, it just felt like, and I wrote this, it just felt like Wisconsin was two steps ahead of them physically and in coaching decisions. And, yeah, the, the fourth and two, and it, it's weird because, so go back to the Iowa game. First possession, they had a fourth and seven from the um, whatever it would have made, made it a fifty yard field goal, and like I thought that was a position where you punt because you have a freshman kicker, the backup kicker who's a freshman, and I think he'd only kicked one field goal before then. Wind swirling, fifty yards, it just he had no shot of making it right. I mean, you have to play the percentages. It was that. Jason Garrett first possession Cowboys versus Vikings. Yeah, you just got and so I asked PJ about it. I thought. Uh, Kicking a field goal should have been maybe maybe I thought punting was the first option. Fourth and seven. I'm not crazy about going for fourth and seven. Sure, um, but he said you got to trust your players. I trust my players, and I was like, all right, you know that that's fine. But you also have to play the percentages a little bit. Well, fourth and two last week, he didn't trust his players. I mean, you have fourth and two on the 35. You're up seven. You got. Two of the best receivers in college football, an accurate quarterback. And then he contradicted himself because he specifically said, I trusted my defense if we pinned him. Well, if you trust, trust your him. defense, yeah. the 35 is not exactly it's now, 50. And it's the Wisconsin 35. It's fine. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah, especially in that situation where you're up seven and you have a real opportunity. Even 10 nothing, I thought, would have gotten their head. But if it's 14 nothing, 
who knows what how Wisconsin well, and just getting that first down is a gut punch. Yeah, because they're already down by seven. They gave up a huge play. And I mean, that second score? play fall, play call chip from scrimmage by the Gophers was fantastic. Yeah, it, I love that call. I didn't like. I didn't like the third down call. Honestly, when they called timeout, they came back and ran the same formation. That was ridiculous because he had thrown. I, I think he threw through called timeout. And, and again, if you're if you're going to run on that, don't call the timeout. There's no reason to. Well, they called the timeout, so they were in. They're in third quarter. Wild, right? Oh, I, I was talking about the the fourth down. I didn't like oh, the third down. Oh, wild the oh yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I didn't like. The I wild thought cap. you were talking about the one where the third and ten. They kicked the field goal after. Well, that was third and ten. You call a timeout, and you have trips right, and you ran to the boundary. You ran short uh, outside zone. Yes. So it's like so. There you. I mean, it was seventeen seven. You got the field goal, but I, I don't know. It just felt conservative the whole day. I mean, just. I, which I can't get my head around with him because he's so there's, there's as far as the bravado. Yeah, yeah. as far as his uh, personality goes, he's so anti-conservative and to so to be punting on you know fourth down fourth and well they they took the delay game so it, yeah, was, it was fourth and seven. Yeah, but to be punting a st- uh, um, essentially on fourth and two. Fourth, yeah, made no especially sense, especially with that offense and those wide receivers. Just throw a slant. I mean, they, I know the slanted worked. All year, that's their bread and butter. So I know. I, I know that's so I. That's where he has to improve. I mean, he like I say, he does so many things well. I think the timeout, calling a lot of timeouts in weird situations. You would hope that the more experience he gets, like I said, he's not like he's a fifty-year-old coach. He's thirty-nine, and and this is the first. How much scrutiny were his decisions getting at Western Michigan? I mean, no offense, but oh, none. You know, I mean, they're probably blowing out a lot of teams. Yes. So, so it didn't matter. And when you're blowing out teams, you you use the timeouts well, don't matter. But when you get in these big games. Yes. And there was game management stuff during the course of this season mm-hmm. in blowouts over the Rutgers and Maryland's where you sort of like, that was a weird timeout. But if you're up by 30. Yeah, it gets like when you when you win 40. To you ain't going to break her down and be like, well, <laughs> that's a bad 30. You're up by 30, but that's a terrible timeout. Yeah. But I'm just curious if he has. I can't really tell what he's like as a person. So, so be, to accept the fact that you need to make some significant steps in the actual management of a game, take some self reflection, which he seems to have at the. Yeah. Po- but I don't. But I can't. I, I will say this: say he's for sure. very incredibly organized and detailed, um, like meticulously. So I don't think he would be. I don't know that he would necessarily come out and second guess himself to us in that way but i think he would probably do a self scout and look at it and say that's fine you know what i mean and that's all you care about yeah i was gonna say i don't care what he tells us yeah. i just i can't tell if he's going to it he really needs to sit down and say oh and go through every boy. big decision yeah yeah and I, I don't think he would gloss over it. i really don't i don't think he would gloss over and say i did everything no i think he's i think he has enough self-awareness that and he. It's funny because when I asked him Saturday about going for four to two, and he said, "Well, it's, it was the exact situ- same situation at, at Iowa," and so I think he's thinking about these things. But just in you know, as the more experience he gets in you know in these big games, yep, maybe he'll have a better handle on. Okay, here's where I go for it. Here's where I play a little bit more conservative. That type of thing. I, I also think his mile of mile a minute philosophy to life, which I think works really well in recruiting, yep. and I think players love. I don't know that he has come to a point in his life yet when you get in the game that he can slow the game down for himself. I, I go back yeah. to the Tyler Johnson thing when he sprints on the field and, and he thinks yeah. he he's hurt. A veteran coach would have been like, okay, let's get our staff out there, our trainers, right? Yeah. And, and hey, if Tyler Johnson stays out for an extended period of time, the veteran coach is going to saunter out there and take a sure. look. But P.J., I think everything to him moves so quickly. Yeah. And, and that's great if you're in a recruit's house because the recruit's like, this is fantastic, except for during the 60 minutes you're playing football. Yeah, how, how do you change personality, though? Well, I just think it's a question of can you get people around you to, to help you slow it down? Could, maybe, yeah. I mean, you could have – there's no – if he came out in a week and a half and said, I'm hiring or I'm going to change a coach's job and he's going to help me with timeouts – I'd be the last guy to be like, well, that's ridiculous. No, yeah. I don't think you would do that, but it's. No, yeah. but at this point, at this point in football, I think yeah. you'd be like, oh, bravo. That's a good yeah, move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's. Well, everybody knows he's emotional. Mm-hmm. He's type A. He's. He needs a calming. He's influence. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And 
it'd be interesting to see if you could sit down with him and just have a casual conversation and say, you know, did you regret running out there that fast with Tyler? If he would still, if it was off the record, not right. for public consumption, would you sure. say, yeah, I should be a little bit more, I don't know if under control is the right word, but just more. I think in that situation, yes. Yeah. Um, or if you'd say, nope, 100%, I'm doing it again every time. I, I honestly don't know what the answer to that. I think as he matures as a coach, that type of stuff needs to – he doesn't out. need to change his style completely by any means. I go back to the Hawkeyes game too. The um, I believe it was in the first half of that game when there was a bad spot and he literally grabbed the official. Yeah, I didn't see if it is. That could have been a 15-yard penalty yeah. easy. It's just that type of stuff that you just really can't do. Yeah, I mean he's – And I don't think he's doing it from a bad – a bad place of, you know, I think he's doing it because of what you said. He's highly emotional, and everything to him moves. I think in his mind, the world is moving um, the, twice as fast as my world's moving. Into the quarter. I run into the other end. I'm sprinting. Yeah. Do you think he'll do that his whole, whole career? Until he gets old. Until <laughs> he's like, we do he start to hurt. It's a slow jog. And then he's just like, yeah, he'll jog, he'll definitely jog his whole life. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, Maybe as he gets more, but I think that's who he is, his personality, and I don't know that. And I think most of it. I don't know that you, he. I don't know that he's willing or capable of doing it any different. But I think to be a better, I think if you sit him down and say, "Okay, this is going to make you a better coach," though. Yeah. This is going to, and it, I'm not saying change everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're saying, but but, but the timeouts thing. I think he instinctively, with the way that his mind works, burns timeouts because he burns it has to be perfect because and. I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. I think he burns through life. I think he just moves it. No, at an incredibly <laughs> yeah. fast rate through yeah. life. And so when he sees it, he's like, time out. And if you thought about it, you'd be like, if someone could help him out, they'd be like, now's not the time. He he is he does seem like the type that he's an, it, if it's he an interesting does, dynamic. You know, 100%. If he doesn't see a look that he likes, he's calling a timeout. Where I, I think the, some coaches would be like, eh, let's just let it play out, save the timeout, and if we don't get what we want, we'll get the next down. Well, I think Correct. PJ wants it to happen in that play. Right? Correct. And so – you know that will he change that? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think that will change. I think that has to change. Yeah. I think to be ultimately as successful as you possibly. But you, as you get older, I, you, in, in, yeah. In, I don't say mature because I don't make it sound like he's immature. But as you get more experience, you, you're obviously going to change. Absolutely. As, whatever profession, a writer, broadcast. But you know as well as I do. If you're going to ultimately contend and beat um, the Wisconsin's of the world, the Michigans. I, Ohio State contend yeah. with them. You can't be. You've got to adapt. You've mm-hmm. got to change some things. And you're right. The MAC experience doesn't help you because in that one you're just better. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you're just, and I, I can't sit here and tell you how many close games they had, but but there's a different kind of pressure in the Big Ten when you're on national TV and game days here, and every and you're going for the Rose Bowl. Every decision is going to get scrutinized. It is, and you hope they're in this position a lot now. Right, where it's yeah. and that's what I wrote today. Is like they cannot go back to seven and five next year. No. Now the schedule gets so you drop um, Rutgers and Penn State, keep Maryland, but you bring on Michigan and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So Michigan, Penn State, I'd say it's a swap, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan State obviously was terrible this year, but they're better than Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the schedule the schedule is going to get tougher. You got BYU at home. Uh, you got Florida Atlantic, I believe, and Tennessee Tech. So, um, so non-conference is manageable. You can be three and zero there. You can't go back to being four and five in the Big Ten. I mean, you should be better in Nebraska. And here's the thing: they were preseason ranked sixth in the Big Ten this year. They ain't going to be sixth next year, right? You're going to be probably two, maybe three, right? Right? Preseason. I, mean, yep. I, I assume Wisconsin's going to be, but you're going to be ranked ahead again. Nebraska, Purdue, uh, Northwestern, maybe Iowa. I don't know. So expectations have changed. So you got to be nine and three next year. I think. How confident are you they can be? Nine I and think three they can year. because if you go three and zero oh in the non conference, that's six and three in the in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That's not too much of an ask with that. Who they have returning? True. Their offense. I mean, you return your entire offense line. One of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, if not college football. Maybe the best wide receiver in college football, and Ottman Bell is going to be good. You got a Mo Ibrahim's a proven thousand yard running back, so your offense is going to be good. Defense, I think they're going to take a big hit. They've got to replace. Is Winfield gone? You think? Oh yeah, there's no way he comes back. I don't think. I'd be stunned if he does. I mean, 
what would you come back for? I don't think he can improve his stock. I mean, he's going to be a maybe a first team All American. He was up True. for the National Player of the Year. True. All you can do is get hurt. You know, I, I don't think he would improve his draft status by coming back. Bowl game, where are they going? You think? So I think probably out back. Um, I think sit. I think uh, Wisconsin goes to Rose. I think uh, Penn State goes to probably the Citrus Bowl, mm-hmm. and then Gophers out back. And I've seen anywhere from Tennessee, Auburn, Florida. So you're getting a Tennessee's not good. It pains me to say that, but Auburn and Florida. I mean, those are good SEC teams. So you, I want them to play a good team. Yeah, heck yeah. Mackie and I went went back and forth because. He wants your Vols yeah. to go out on, oh, on a I, high note of a can win. Can I wear orange if they can I, my face? Well, I told Mac, <laughs> Mac, he's like, Chip will be really happy. I said, like, no, he won't. He's going to yeah. be miserable if they the play box. the Vols. Yeah, we'll see. That. <laughs> the Vols are going to get one beat and yeah. two, you're going to be cheering for him. Uh, but I want him to play a good team. Yeah, I'd love not? to see them go out against a good – and if they lose, they lose. But I want every chance I get to see where they're at. You want a benchmark. I want. Yeah, you want a benchmark. Like, okay, if you, if you go and lose to Auburn – or if you lose to Florida or, you know, they got Alabama, you lose to them, okay, but you're playing good teams, right? right? And you won't hear about the schedule anymore. I mean, it's, you know, that's what it, they come back to everybody that, oh, you know, they're playing weak teams. So. And we don't think – it's not like they're there yet. No, so, no. It's not like this conversation as well. This season's a massive disappointment because we expected them to be great. No. It was a pop-up year that looks – much like the twins, sustainable. Yes, and so now every chance that that they get to be tested, yeah, I'd love to see because I do think it looks like, and who knows, a year from now I might look like a moron for saying this, but it looks like they've turned a significant corner. I think so of the direction of this program, and I don't know that I've ever been this confident that it feels like this corner has, has been turned. Mason, to Glenn's credit, they did yeah. some good things, but well, and he did. But the thing that's different with this, and I go back to. Stadium, facilities, infrastructure, yes. foundation, recruitment. I mean, I remember there just wasn't the money there that's invested in the football program that there is now. No. It, I mean, it just wasn't. It's completely different. And so you feel like everybody's all on the same page in terms of football has to be a priority. And, I th- and go make it a big deal. And I think Flex staying for a while. I, I don't uh, think he's. Gonna, I don't think he's bolting out the door after. I don't get the sense. There's nothing leads me to think oh, I'm looking elsewhere, but I'm also not naive to think that buyout goes down a lot next year. And if there's a big school that wants him, Notre Dame, I've said would be. I think. I think it, if Notre Dame offers you, your but call. guess what? Here's the thing. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but he also has to take significant steps a, as a game coach. Because mm-hmm. if I'm the Irish. Yeah. I'm not hiring this guy right now. Like, this guy right now needs to show me more. Yeah, Saturday and Iowa were really red flags. Because yep. imagine that pressure. Yeah, Notre Dame. It's, <laughs> hey, we're on NBC. How are you using your timeouts? Burn them all up in the first five and, minutes. And it's Notre Dame. Yeah, There's no, but. Inherent pressure, but, yeah. But there needs to be. The good thing about Fleck and the Gophers is there, there can be growth simultaneously on both sides, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah. This is not a polished part. You know, Holtz, Holtz, by the time Holtz got here, was a pretty savvy dude and game yeah. coaching-wise. And there wasn't – he walked out the door, and he had no problem. Uh, PJ needs to and, – and that's my point about his own self-reflection, or as you call it, and you're right, a self-scout. Yeah. Um, PJ needs to take strides himself as a coach. and, and but, but you know what? He's done a really nice job. Yeah. So I have no problem with – him taking strides as a coach while his program takes strides. Yeah, and that's players too. He needs to improve players. You know, you go back to Iowa. If Tyler catches that pass, I think they win the game. Uh, yeah, no. I, I think they win that, that game. That Iowa game was uh, – They're they, for the taking. They played poorly. Iowa is tough there. Yeah. and they're, It's a hard place to win. And they're a good team. Yeah. But you could have won that you game. You could have won that game. Wisconsin turned into a game where you said to yourself – Well, I bad. just – after watching, I just felt like Wisconsin's a better team. Yeah. For Wisconsin coming in that environment – with everything going on and to play that way and to adapt and say, okay, take away Jonathan Taylor. We'll just throw the ball. Yep. And we'll use creative uh, calls. Yep. I mean, th- th- they show me a lot, you know. Paul Christ looks like he is a, a fourth-grade substitute teacher. <laughs> he looks bored with yeah. life. But I'll tell you right now, that guy can flat-out coach. He can coach. That game plan was great. And, and I didn't think it would work, but God bless him. 
he sold his kids on it. Minnesota took that mm-hmm. axe and paraded it around and embarrassed us, and we're taking it back. Yeah. And it worked. They were fired up. <laughs> and, and I think Chris looks at guys, and I have I, – I have, this is just a guess. No clue if I'm right here. But I think Chris looks at guys like Fleck and thinks to himself, I'll show up. Yep. And it goes back to the – the ball game against Miami, right? Mm-hmm. The turnover chain yeah. thing when turnover you could see chain. him saying, shove that <laughs> yeah. bleep. Yeah. Um, but what Paul Chris did, as a football fan, full disclosure here, yeah. I don't know if I can say I loved it, but I loved watching what he did. Well, I like, like that game plan was so good. Well, I just, you love when a, when the coaching staff makes adjustments. Yes. Like the, the Gophers were. Loaded up to stop Taylor. He had nothing early on. He's like, all right, we're good. We'll we'll just throw Jack Cohn. Yep. And I didn't know. I got be. I undersold that quarterback. I didn't think he's he was very good. But I mean, he put some passes right on the money. And and you and get Carter Co- Carter Coughlin on Jonathan Taylor on the touchdown pass. Yep. Poor and Thomas Barber. Barber on the wide receiver. And and they did. <sighs> it's a hell of a play call. You know, they scored on an end around. Yep, they had a screen pass go for seventy yards when the Gophers blitzed. The I fake mean, kickoff, or, the, or not the, the fake kickoff, but the end around on the kickoff. Around, I mean, they yeah. just they did a lot of misdirection stuff and probably stuff that the Gophers didn't see on film. Yep, you know that's that's what a good coach does. The game was out of reach, and they ran that tight end play. <laughs> what did that go uh, seventy yards? 75 seventy yards, yards, yeah. And they said post game, we knew. That if we saw that look, it mm. was going for that much. Yeah, or basically a touchdown. I think they thought. Yeah, yeah. and it's. But that's where they waited for that exact moment to call. That's it. where I think Paul Christ is a bad, bad man. Yeah, because they didn't need to. By that point in time, they could have been hand. like, yeah. ah, whatever. But he saw that and he's like, oh no, we're we're going to run yeah. that play. No, they, they uh, they're really well coached, you know, and I. I don't want to undersell their quarterbacks because it's probably not fair, but I don't think they've had like star quarterbacks there other than Russell. They have a philosophy. The Barry philosophy has worked for how long now? Twenty five years. Going back to Daryl Bevel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're and that's and I give Fleck credit because he all you know he's not afraid to credit Iowa and Wisconsin mm-hmm. when he says that's what we have to get to like year after year after year. Right. You can count on system, and there is truth to that where. In every market's that way, and this is too. Like someone has a bad year, fire. You got to fire the coach. That's yep. the answer. Fire the coach. It's like that doesn't always work. Now sometimes you have to just accept some lean years and some tough situations. But go back to F- Kirk Ferentz's first couple years. I think they were one in ten his first year. And when Ferentz, I I was down there at the at the in laws when Hayden replaced Ferentz when they named Ferentz coach. Yep. And he was an O-line coach, I think, with yeah, the Baltimore the, Ravens. Or Brown, yeah. Somebody, they yeah. went nuts. Yeah. They're like, who the hell is this guy? We all thought we were getting Bob Stoops, and this is a terrible hire. Well, the thing with, with in fairness, like when I was on the beat, early 2000s, that's when they were 11-2, 10-3, going to Orange Bowl, going. And then they had some lean years. They had a couple six and sixes in there, maybe five and seven, and you're thinking, all right, it's past this time. You need to make a change. It's like, no, just stick with it. and. Yep. You'll get back to that ten and two season or that nine and three, and so that's why I said next year the gopher if if the gophers follow this stack it up with a nine and three next year, I think you'll say, okay, then the next year maybe you know another pop up another ten or but win it you got to win a west at some point to get yes. that next hurdle, which is why this hurts. Yeah, because there was a such a good opportunity. You're, you're up by two games with three games left. Is three, that right? Yeah, two with three to go. Okay, that's why this hurts. Yes, is this did present uh, such a golden opportunity to because you know what? If they had won the West and went to Indy on Saturday for the Big Ten title game and gotten drilled, we all would have been like, oh, okay. Well, if you win the West, you're playing with house money because they're. But that's, Ohio State's the that's best. what I'm yeah. saying is all yeah. you had to do. Yeah, and yeah, because that's a hurdle. I mean that that is their next hurdle. They've got to win a West. You know, that, that'll be – you got to keep progressing, keep bringing in good athletes, keep being relevant in November. But you got to – the hurdle now is you got to win the West and get the Indy. Yes. And then the next year come back and have another good season. So that's – but you have to – you know, I, was, I wrote that in somebody emailed day. is like, well, how can you think they're ever going to get to beat Iowa, Wisconsin? It's like, you have to start somewhere. It's, well, you beat Wisconsin last year. Yeah, you Bad. have, you have to Madison. start somewhere, you know. And so this feels like a starting point. Yes, and by the way, last year you beat the Badgers in Wisconsin, and, and that was, and this is where that program 
operates to me on such an interesting slippery slope. That was a year where, where Wisconsin had a bad quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Hornybrook, right, yeah. had been the quarterback, and he transferred. But but the the point being is, like, the Jack Cones might not seem that good, but they're good enough to run the they're offense the and make some th- – Exactly. They're good for the system. Exactly. But it's a very fine line with yeah. them of do you have a quarterback that can operate, and, and it's never really, for the most part, going to be a, a National Football League prospect quarterback. Mm-hmm. But can he operate the system, or is he just right below that? And if he's right below that, that's when you beat the Badgers. I mean, imagine putting Tanner Morgan in that system, too. Yeah. Like, I think Tanner Morgan's a good quarterback. Yeah. I think he did a great job I this think year. He, I think he, he's a lot better than I gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. I think he did an incredibly – I think he's incredibly smart. I think he is incredibly calm. Yeah. And he, to me, did a really good job of of operating really, really well with a lot of nice pieces. Mm-hmm. But he took advantage. And, you know, he also was – and this takes guts – he also deducted that if I throw the ball up for Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. right, eight out of ten times Rashad yeah. Bateman's going to catch that ball. There's a lot of quarterbacks who are like, I won't we'll know, do yeah. can't do that. Well, we saw it Saturday. There was probably five passes down the sideline, and maybe one. I know the one slant to Douglas that he dropped it. That that would have gone for a touchdown. Um, it was play right before the third and ten run, but um, that. The receivers just didn't catch the ball that they've been making all year. Yep. It just kind of went through their hands. Or, well, the, or win, the defense made a good play. And the wind played a role, too. The, the, deep, the deep shot, I think they took in the second quarter for Bateman down the left yeah. sideline. Um, a little underthrown. It got, yeah. And, well, I think it got hung up in, in the wind, and it came yeah. down. I think it hit Bateman in the face mask. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That's the type of shot. I didn't. People criticize that. I don't mind that. Right. I mean, they've been it, yeah, they've been it, making that play all year. Exactly. Trust your guys. And it, he trusts those guys. Right. Like and, and you can't. You can't say, well, fourth or two, you got to go for it, but you can't make that deep pass. Exactly. Like, it yeah. doesn't work both ways. No, no I, I had no problem with the shots they took because I, I trust throwing it up the shot. Bait, I do, too. You know? So, yeah, that, like, you know, you, you think Morgan will be better next year. He comes back with all this experience. Bateman's back. Bateman's uh, going to be, I think, a monster and and, and I think Ottman Bell's going to really take a big jump. Because he's going to be the number two guy now, mm-hmm. and I think he's a good receiver. It's just hard when you get two guys that are better than you. And he's going to get a chance, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll no be the question. number two receiver. Condo, uh, it's a trouble. Let's pivot to the Vikings. Yes. All right. Not surprised. I'm not surprised, but here's my here here's my my final feeling about them right now. This was the last game. Now, this was not the only game, but this was the last game for me to say, you know what? I, I take back Chip. What I said after the week two loss in Green Bay, and I now perceive this team to be a Super Bowl type team. But you lost in Green Bay in week two, could have come back, you didn't. Yeah. In Kansas City, and that's a tough place to play, but you got Matt Moore, and it was close, but you lost. Um, you obviously had lost in week four in Chicago, which now looks like a really bad loss. At the time, though, you weren't thinking it, it was as bad, but they played a terrible game that day. And so I said, okay, Seattle's the last game where, where you can make a statement to me about who you are. I think they're a playoff team. But that could have been a statement of, no, we are a team that can make a playoff run. And by the way, at, at that point in time, if you beat, in my mind, Seattle, and then you beat, and then you win your last four after that, you grab hold of the division. Now we're talking potential home field. So I think they're a playoff team for sure. I think they are just too flawed. And unfortunately, the sad thing is more on defense yeah, than defense. offense to make a real, to make any type of real uh, playoff run. Now. The problem is, here's the way I look at it. I think they're going to finish 12-4. and four. I think they run the table here. I think you're right. And I, well, Green Bay is the only dicey one, I think right? Green Bay is going to finish 12-4, and four too, and win the division. Have you seen their last four games, too? The, yeah, it's easy. This league, I mean, by the way, stinks. I know. Well, I think I think the Vikings win here against Packers, and I think Packers win 12-4 so they get the tiebreaker, right? Because they'll have the better division. Yes, Correct. So the problem is, I think there's a lot of parity with with all the NFC playoff teams. I don't think there's a prohibitive favorite right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is, if you don't win the division, you're going to have to play three straight road games. Yes, sir. And, and I just I don't see them winning three straight road games. Well, every every um, permeation of this that I run through my brain right now to say, okay, how does this work with what you just said? I come up way short because. Kirk Cousins, other than the Kansas City game since October 1st to me, has played really, really well. Very good. Really well. But 
can you tell Kirk, Kirk, your defense is now not that good, or it's not. So put this on your shoulders. Put this on your, I mean, put it on your shoulders and Tom Brady this thing to the Super Bowl. I, I can't get there. That's not even fair to Kirk. Yeah, and it's it's hard to think, all right, do that three straight times on the road. No, it's not fair. I mean, when they're healthy, I think they'll score a lot of points. When you get, if assuming this Dalvin thing's not serious and Thielen can come back and be 100%. I don't know if he can be 100%, but just come back and be effective. I'm beginning to doubt that, aren't you? Yeah, well, the longer it goes, the more you, 100% probably not, but can he play? Yeah, he just keeps having setbacks. Yeah. Um, but I just I just don't have a lot of faith in their defense anymore. Nope. I agree. And I thought, I said early on, I think on his podcast, that Zimmer will get it figured out. I, I don't know. with Physically, like with, with Rhodes, you know, and I know he came out and defended him again yesterday and protected me. What's he going to throw him on a bus and say, yeah, he's not the same guy, but... I don't know if you can scheme around their issues. I think he tried on Monday night, and I think they. I think according to the quote I saw from Russell Wilson, they, they because he tried to put two safeties deep, yeah, uh, and take the pass away, which not surprising. Um, and Wilson basically came out and said, "Okay, we said we'll just run the ball. We'll be physical running ball." And yeah. the other problem too is the interior of that defensive line with uh, Joseph yeah. coming off the meniscus surgery and. Sheldon gone to Cleveland. The interior of that line, and you know, Shamar Stephenship is no uh, uh, Sheldon, uh, just is not the same. No, so you can run against them. And that's the thing, man. It was, it felt like a slow bleed there, and it was just like six yards at a time, and it just the pile was moving forward. And how many yards do you think were after the contact? A lot. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go back and see how many of the two hundred would it get two twenty or something. Like that. Yeah, I think it was the was it the second most uh, Zimmer yeah, teams given up? Yeah, yeah, and so. That's the problem is I don't – you know, if you, if you told me that the Vikings had home field advantage through the playoffs – Totally different story. I would say I think they didn't get to the Super Bowl. I would too. But if you tell me they got to go Which is why play, the Monday night loss was or yeah. is so crucial. Yeah, but if you tell that. me they got to play three straight road games, I just – I don't see it happening. I mean, how many teams – how often does that happen anyways? Yeah, and and if you bring Garoppolo here – That good. Niners defense is really good. But if you bring them here and Gar- – I could see Garoppolo freaking out here. Mm-hmm. This place is so loud, it's and so the intimidating. plays different here. You have that extra kind of yep. snap, get off with the rush, and it just, just becomes a feeding frenzy. We've seen it over and over where that crowd noise and the way the defense plays there is just different. And, and so now now we're talking about, I would guess, potentially as a sixth seed going to Green Bay or something? Green Bay or Dallas, right? Yeah. Or how would it? Yeah. No, no, Dallas, no, is, Dallas, probably, Dallas is probably going to play – the five, right? The five, yeah, so it'd be probably going to Green Bay. Yeah. Which, well, you could. I think Green Bay's flawed. I, I I think they're incredibly flawed. But the point being is, go back and, and look at this team's record on the on grass. Yeah. You go back and you take and look. They could win that game. Where where I can't get is Seattle and New Orleans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good you luck. have to win at Green Bay, then Seattle, New Orleans. It, it just seems I don't say impossible, but it it's not. I, I don't think they would be. You would sit there and say, "Yeah, yeah, we'll line up and take that." Or San Francisco, or San Francisco, yeah. Because if you go to San Francisco and play, you're going to score, let's say, ten points. You really think this defense is going to hold a team? And I am amazed. And this conversation really does surprise me. I know it really does surprise me. But you, do you think that you're going to go to a playoff game in San Francisco and let's say you score ten points? You really think you're going to score twenty? What would you do? It doesn't sound like they're anywhere close to bench and roads, but. How do you would you get around that? I, would, I don't think he played Mike Hughes over him though. I mean, we I'd saw that he got picked on. I'd be tempted. Well, you know what? What was weird on? I mean, Dak Monday Prescott night, went out Holton what, seventeen played, times. Holton Hill, I think, played one defensive snap. Really? Yeah, it, it's really surprising. Rhodes played nineteen, or I'm, I'm sorry, Rhodes played sixty. Hughes played only like nineteen. I'd be playing Is everybody. It all a nickel, or yeah, I guess, but I'd be playing everybody more. I, I'm very surprised. Yeah. Curse, Curse had less than I think. I think he had like two defensive snaps. Which, after the way he played against Denver, I really thought that Mike would get more creative without, with how he not just schemed things, but used the personnel, and he didn't. The other problem that they have, too, now is this one. If there was ever a time for Mike to get creative and say, I got to do different things with Anthony Barr, for instance. Yeah. Like, now he has to rush. Yeah. We've, we've, got to apply, we've got to apply pressure because the back end's not good enough, but... I don't think Barr's role is really changing. Yeah, and they didn't seem like he got a whole lot of pressure on Russell either. 
and he's so good at the yeah, and he avoids it. So he that you, you're always nervous to rush him too hard because he's going to run right by you. But you know, Barr's a guy that I would think that right now, if you were ever going to get as creative as we've talked about before, yeah, now would be the time to try different things. Yeah, and I don't know they're going to do it. Yeah, and I understand what Zimmer was saying that the sky is not falling every day because. They should win these next four games. Yep. I mean, you should beat the Packers at home. They're a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, He's and he's not going to get into, well, we're, I think we're a yeah. playoff team, but not a Super Bowl team. Yeah. So, yeah, from his standpoint, I completely get it. Uh, but I'm just saying the actual projection of where they're going, What I would think be is the If they got the wild card, or when they get the one, they're not going to lose the wild card, I wouldn't think. That's where people get fired. But, it, yeah, that. <laughs> and I don't think. And yeah, you got issues. And but I don't think they're getting fired. But let's say they get in the wild card and lose the wild card game. What's the reaction? I think it's disappointment, but I don't think anybody gets fired. I don't either. I don't either. I don't think off a of twelve and four. I don't think the Wills twelve and four. It's hard to fire someone. It is, and I think the Wills value, I, the dance that in my mind is going on here, and I don't blame them. I think the Wills value the stability of this team. This for I mean, Chip, we covered this team when they mm-hmm. were successful, but the the house was on fire. Yep. Um. The Wilfs have done, to their credit, you can say whatever you want about them, they've done a really good job of creating a professional, stable franchise. Infrastructure, everything. And are you really going to blow everybody out no. because you went 12-4 and four and didn't win, win a no. playoff game? Because you, you may wind up with the wrong person. Exactly. And, then, and, and the only reason that I thought Spielman was in trouble through the Chicago game, and I don't now, is if the Cousins thing had gone completely sideways— that cost people their job. Yeah, but you know what? It hasn't. No, it hasn't. No, and he's 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 been very good. He's been one of the top four, five quarterbacks this year. He's done an outstanding job. Yeah. So the bigger issue is, Judd, they're going to have to. This roster is going to have to take a major overhaul this offseason. Absolutely. And well, you, I, I don't know how you get out from underneath all these contracts. I I, I I just don't know. I'm not a capologist, and I don't know enough about how much they get penalized and. Dead money and all this, right? To, to, you know, if, but well, I is going to cost you some to get out of. But you're, I don't at, think you can bring him. But back. you're not going to bring him back. Uh, Everson's going to be gone. Um, is yeah. Trey Wayne's back? Um, I think if Rhodes is gone, they might resign Trey Wayne's. You almost have to at that point. You don't have to. But, but is Zimmer going to? Mike definitely weighs in Lynn heavily Ball, on who they keep Lynn and Ball don't back? keep. I I don't know. You know what's so interesting about this whole whole thing and the decline of this defense to me chipper is this is not the same thing as far as the record goes but we have covered this before and to me to me there are similarities here it's not the same between 2009 and 10 as far as trying to we always talk about sinking or we talk about windows right the windows open the windows but this is the one league and i think it's different than baseball football or baseball basketball and hockey this is the one league where the windows open for such a small time, yeah. and you also have to sync things up exactly right. Do you remember after 2017, everybody said just get a really good quarterback or, yeah. or get a good quarterback, and now and now that quarterback's playing well. Two years later, your defense got old. Exactly, I know. Yeah, but they ran it back in 2010. That was worse and more egregious than this. Yeah, but this is worse. You know, Rhodes is Rhodes is largely that guy, and that's off the cliff, and that's where. Um, I think the Patriots are so good at seeing the cliff before everyone else. And he's ruthless. And he doesn't care. There's no well, – I don't say he doesn't care, but – No, I think – The no, emotional attachment. I think he doesn't care. <laughs> I think that's exactly right because I said this. Mike Zimmer at the end of the day is a better human being than Bill Belichick, but that makes Belichick a better personnel guy. Well, and that's the thing. Like Zimmer has his guys, and we know he has his guys, and, and it's hard when you've in, invested that much – Forget the money part of it. You've invested that, but you just have an attachment to these guys to say, I can still coach them up. I can get more out of them. I can scheme to help them. Yep. And sometimes it, it um, I don't want to say come back to the bite you, but, and I, I'm not saying they should have got rid of Xavier last year because I don't think you could have, I think you could have chalked that up to injuries, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's a close one because we saw enough games, too, where you started to get concerned about it. But I just didn't know how much he was beat up last year. And you're like, okay, just get him healthy, and he can get – maybe not be the all-pro Pro Bowl yep. quarterback, but he's not going to be what he was last year. Yep. But it's just – he's you know, I, that guy I think is gone. Well, and the defense, Rhodes is 
struggling the most, so it's the easiest to pick on him. Yes, yeah, but obvious. to what you're saying is there are members of this defense who are just getting old. And I would Harrison much Smith's as I like not Ed, the same player. I was going to say that like as him. much as I like Harrison, I still still think he's a really high level guy. You know, would you call him there for a while? We were saying maybe one of the two or three best safeties in the league. He was at the time, and, and it was legitimate. Yeah, he was, he was definitely one of the two. Would you say that now? No. But he's probably still top ten. But no, yeah, I wouldn't say tops. But so everybody slid. Everybody has slid to some degree. Some right. a lot, a big degree. Some to a lesser degree. And what are they ranked in scoring defense and total defense? Like mid pack right now, right? I believe scoring defense they've dropped to eleventh or twelfth. I, I looked this up on uh, Tuesday. They scoring defense they were ranked eleventh or twelfth, and total defense I think they're mid pack. Yeah. Oh, it's not this. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I just think it's so intriguing. Now, the offense has scored more. <laughs> the offense has jumped yeah, up. The well, and the offense has done a great, but if we had sat down and talked about this very subject in July, and I had told you, hey, hey, in December, with four games left, we're going to talk about the fact that the Vikings need to be carried by their offense because their defense is struggling. That's would say they have a losing record. And I'm crazy. Yeah. I never saw this coming. Yeah. I, I, I was saying a month and a half ago that if we're talking about the Vikings being truly successful, it's because the defense came back mm-hmm. and, and rebounded, and it's what you said, because at the time I'm thinking, well, Mike's going to fix this probably. And the reality is I think he's tried, and I don't think it's fixable because yeah. these guys have gotten old, um, which, bring, which does bring us to the interesting conversation now, looking back. And, and I was in on this idea at the time, but now can you imagine – if they had, and I know the price was steep, but if they had made the trade early with the Dolphins for a guy like Micah Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. or after that a few months, Jalen Ramsey. Can yeah. you imagine if you had Jalen Ramsey on every top receiver, and now he is Rhodes and Rhodes is prime, or better probably, Yeah, and Kirk Cousins is playing like this? Mm-hmm. And this is why, and people say, oh, that's way too much. But I'm beginning to think in football life, is it? Because that would make you a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I think so. If you had a lockdown corner where then your pass defense is a lot better. And, and, and Do I care about those two first-round picks when playing in the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> exactly. No. And there's and the thing is, is there's no guarantees. And that's it's the same thing we went back with the Twins. It's like, oh, what if you give up, you know, Byron Buxton or, or, right. or, not Buxton, or one of their top prospects. Um, and those guys go on to be... You know, really good player somewhere else is like, well, that's the that's the price of doing business, right? Right. I mean, sometimes you have to make hard calls. You have to give up something to really make a splash to go for it. And I don't know if they could have made Jalen. It had to be two first. You know, uh, you'd have right. To, I said at the time a first, maybe sure. a player too. I'd go. I would have gone to him with a first, a third, and and a, and player. a player. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's just such a it'll weird, be different. But it's so weird because, or it's so intriguing because you you know in baseball you are talking about well five years from now we could be doing this and and there's always that window and the more you cover football and are around football you realize that doesn't exist in football unless you're the Patriots. And, or and the weird thing is, and they make trades. Don't you feel like they can score with anybody? I know. I that's what makes this crazy. That's the weird thing. I feel like they have a Super Bowl offense. Like they can score with anybody. If you went to Spielman right now and sat down and said, Rick. At the time that Ramsey was traded to the Rams, um, if I had told you Cousins and your offense was going to be, because there were some struggles before that, obviously, yeah. but if I had told you that Cousins and your offense was going to be performing like they are right now, and you gave him truth serum, I got to think he would have been tempted to say, yeah, you know what? I would have done it. Yeah. I, I would have traded two first round picks. Well, especially if you know what your defense is going to look like today and how bad they struggled. That's the point. Yeah. Oh, but, but you know what? You know what? I will, I will, I won't give them this. The roads fall off was happening right then. At the time, yeah. That's not, you know, the roads fall off is not the last three games, for instance. No, it's been pretty much season long, right? It has been season yeah. long. So, b- because at the time that Ramsey was available on the market, I said, get him to replace Rhodes mm-hmm. and put him on every top receiver. Just use him like like you did Rhodes. And I think that Jalen Ramsey right now is a better player than Rhodes was then. And Rhodes was probably top three. Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, that's the one where... Yeah. It's tough now, but man, that would be that would be fun because I think if you have Jalen Ramsey right now, and obviously the Rams are a mess. Yeah. But if you have Jalen Ramsey right now, you win the division. Who now do you think's put the best? In good shape. Who do you think's the best in the FC? I still think the the Saints. I think the Niners. I love that defense. 
I love that. De- that defense you don't think is, Seattle? That defense is, is shut down. I think Russell Wilson's the best quarterback, which is a huge difference maker. But I think, but I look at the people around him. Yeah, and I the think receivers stop him. Like, Defenses you can the score wide receivers there. Yeah. They've got Lockett. And, but besides that, yeah, the Metcalf guy, kids, and Metcalf, yeah, and he he was uh, lost the ball against Rhodes. Yep. The defense has some nice players, but I don't think that they're locked no. down to you. Mm-mm. Well, I think I think it's weird. I think whoever gets that number one seed is going to go to. I just think it's going to be hard for a team to go into New Orleans and win, and or we, hard for a team to go into Seattle and win. You know, Drew Brees. If Drew Brees was still Drew Brees, and because I think there has been a decline the last yep. couple of years, then I would probably say the Saints. But I don't think that that he is. But so you think you, you could see if they got the number one seed, you you think San Francisco would go in there and beat them? If the Saints did, if, if Saints get number one, seed. I think the I think the Niners. I think it'd be an incredible game. I think the Niners' defense against the Saints' offense would be, be a, fun to watch. Yeah. But uh, but to, to my point about if the Niners had to come to U.S. Bank Stadium and play a playoff game, I think, I think the wild card to me is Garoppolo. I don't know. He might completely lose it. Yeah. Because those environments are so hard to play mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've been to Saints when that thing's rock and rolling in a playoff game. It's there's, hard to win there. And there's no fake noise. No. no that was no all, artificial. That was all there's genuine. There's no artificial there. That was all genuine noise. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But... Um, it's going to be interesting. To these. I just don't see the Vi- – I can't see – I just don't see the path for the Vikings to do this. Not a, not with so many road games. Now, if they can win the division, you get a home game. But, you you know, what – I think that they – You still are going to have to go win a couple yeah. of road games. Well, and if the Vikings win a playoff game, I'm not going to be shocked. No, no. I'm not going to be shocked. And I think this is a – I think this is a, a flawed – a flawed team. And <laughs> you know what? Much like goal for football – much like the Twins, if you're not a very good team, they're going to kick the snot out of you for the most part, unless you're Denver, in which case you give up 20. That's yeah. uh yeah. last thing. That's the other thing that, and I know that was a fun win, and they, bless you, and they came back. Um, that was concerning to me, though. Brandon Allen has since been benched. Yeah. At times he looked like, not the whole game, at times he looked like Montana. <laughs> I know. That last drive, he got him down there before yeah, they fell Yeah, but you know apart. what? The weird thing is, Seems like every team has one of those clunkers where you're just like, "What? Where did that? Come? I mean, the Saints have had them, yeah, but it was against that defense. That yeah, I, you're right. Teams have those where you're like, "What you're right. in the world was that?" And the fact they came back and won it, I, I tend to just say, "However you win, win," because every week's so weird in the NFL. Yeah, and then, you know, you get to the playoffs, but you have to look at your your weaknesses and. If they hadn't the def- got, if Brandon Allen hadn't picked them apart passing at different times, which really concerned me, yeah. I probably well, wouldn't that's have been the, Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it, it exposed or reemphasized yes. the, the, the concerns you have with this Vikings team is that pass defense, and that's I don't know how you overcome that in the playoffs. I think you're right. All right, we are uh, done, sir. He's Chip Scoggins. I'm Judd Zolgad. Thanks for tuning in to Conduits of Trouble.